So when we get married, a yep. woman takes on the husband's last name, but do we lose our identity in that? Not just as a wife or a woman, but does the husband lose his identity? Do I lose my identity to some point? Mm. And is what is that point? Do we um, lose our individualness? Yeah. You mean when we become a, a, a couple, a collective yeah. that is the Fredericks or whatever your last name yeah. is? Yeah. And what what is what are we giving up? Are we called to give that up? And what does that look like? And what are we to gain in that as believers? So we're going to explore that today. I'm really excited about that. I know Ryan's excited about that. So we will see you on the other side. Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in. Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage, sex, communication, finances, priorities, purpose, and everything in between. Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage. As a matter of fact, I am excited about that. Thank you very much, Selena. <laughs> you were just excited on the other side. As an individual, I'm excited about this conversation we're going to have about... Do we do we have a new identity as a couple? <laughs> so this whole this whole month for the next for the last episode and the next three episodes after this one, uh, we're talking about the concept of identity uh, in particular as it pertains to us as a married couple. In that, what is my identity as a husband, father, as your partner? What is your identity as a wife, mother, as my partner? Uh, and what is our identity as a couple? Last week we talked about. The identity um, of marriage. The identity of marriage itself. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't heard that episode, do go back and listen to it. It is a foundational uh, concept for the rest of our conversation here. And the, and the, the, the basic uh, premise is this, is that marriage is not something that we created or we conjured up as humanity or as people, but it is something that is birthed in the mind of God, something given to us for our flourishing and for his glory. And until we resign ourselves to his design, who hear that? Resign ourselves to his design, mm-hmm. uh, then we will always kind of be at a loss when it comes to understanding the deep truths of marriage and how to live out even in the hard times and how to get the most joy and purpose from um, from marriage itself. Right. Okay, so start there. Before yeah. we go that way, we're going to ask you to subscribe and follow if you have not already. Subscribe or follow. I guess the new word is follow these days with the young folks. Yeah, make sure and do that so you don't miss an episode. Uh, this community is built on the loyalty of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that means you gotta, you gotta stay tuned in. Um, <laughs> and hopefully in our goal is, is to earn that is to be here for you and offer consistently to you value when it comes to your marriage and living the Christian life as married couples. So please do subscribe, follow, like, follow, whatever that, whatever it re- takes. <laughs> and what's next? I, I jumped in. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, rate and review. If you can leave that uh, five star rating or whatever. <laughs> I love uh, how you just always un- unashamedly ask, ask for five stars. I'm just asking. I'm just I'm saying. let you do that from now on. Good job. But I think my personal request would just be that you listen to a full episode, not just stop it where you get mad. We get a lot of so, people that say, Ryan talks over Selena. What? And you, go, you guys, you know, you got to leave room to grow. All right. Well, I, <laughs> I feel like I've grown. It. We're working on it. Not right now, necessarily, have I grown. <laughs> I've talked over you. <laughs> There's some Why don't com- you do the <laughs> Patreon? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Point taken. All right. Um, Patreon. Okay. So that's, I mentioned earlier that just a few seconds ago that this, this podcast is built on uh, the, the loyalty of our listeners. And so thank you so much to our patrons. We've had a number of patrons jump on in just the last few weeks. 
I can't tell you how encouraging that is. So if you want to partner with us, please do so. Go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage. There are options there and tiers. And thank you so much for people who have jumped onto one of those tiers and gotten the benefits, but also have given us your complicity in this mission. So Whenever thank you. you say tears, I, I hear of tears, like crying tears. <sighs> There's it's so many not, tears to be had. <laughs> There's seven tears. Not level of tears to give. Like T-I-E-R. Yes. yes. <laughs> Words matter. Spelling matters. Yes. It all matters. So our discussion today, like Ryan said, was or is about us kind of a shared collective identity. So who yeah. are we uh, as husband and wife? Uh, we will touch a bit on roles, but we're, that roles is coming in the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to take time to talk about yeah. a husband's role and a wife's role. Oh, um, baby. Yeah. It's going to be we good. I haven't actually done that, so I'm a little nervous. But Don't be nervous. God God's is good. truth is good. Yeah. It is. So, again, quick recap of last week's discussion um, because it really does bleed into today really nicely. But uh, we are stepping on this path of like we all agree with the belief and believe that God is the creator of marriage. Yeah. Um, he's given us purpose within the covenant. Marriage is one man and one woman for life, uh, for life as Christians. We believe the good evidence that God created marriage as a covenant between one man, woman, woman for life. And this changes everything. Um, we just, we talked about how culture or politics or society in general is trying to deconstruct it or argue that it isn't necessary for human flourishing, uh, which is obviously lies, lies, and is very false. Um, marriage covenant brings two people together and they become one flesh. Uh, so we see this uh, as a mystery between like the church and his bride. Yeah. So we're going to kind of talk about that today as well. Um, so jumping before we jump into that, into the two becoming one, I want to share a longer quote by John Piper um, okay. for a Desiring God uh, podcast episode that he did on this. He said here in Ephesians 5.31, Paul is quoting Genesis 2.24, which Moses spoke. And Jesus said God spoke through Moses, Matthew 19.5. A man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Paul says this word of God, spoken before the fall into sin, is a reference to Christ and the church and contains therefore a great mystery. What this implies is that when God engaged to create man and woman... And to ordain the union of marriage, he didn't roll the dice or draw straws or flip a coin as to how they might be related to each other. Mm. He patterned marriage very purposefully after the relationship between his son and the church, which he had planned from all eternity. Therefore, marriage is a mystery. It contains and conceals a meaning far greater than what we see on the outside. God created male and female and ordained marriage so that the eternal covenant relationship between Christ and his church would be imaged forth in the marriage union. The inference Paul draws from this mystery is that the roles of husband and wife in marriage are not arbitrarily assigned, but are rooted in the distinctive roles of Christ and his church. Yeah, that's profound. Uh, and, and, and it does kind of point us to next week's conversation and the week mm -hmm. following when we talk specifically around the roles of a husband and roles and a wife, namely head and helper mm -hmm. and what those mean biblically. Um, but today we're focusing in specifically on the union that that is the result of this beautiful design. Am I right? Yes. So when two become one, there is, I think, some part of us that is, is lost in order for hmm. the union to happen, right? So yeah. we're kind of, the first part of this discussion is talking about do or should we even like lose a part of our identity when we get married? How much of ourselves do we give up? Yeah, well, do that, we give up something? I mean, this is, yeah. it's a continuum. 
struggle, I think, through marriage, but you like in our discussion before, the things we give up early in our earlier on in our, the years of our marriage are not the same as we do later yes. on in our marriage. But the the struggle is still there. Absolutely, the fight for our own desires, our own hmm. identity. Something you said though, it, it stuck in my teeth. Okay, <laughs> it's this: we lose something is lost when we step into this covenant. That's such a negative way to look at it. And I'm not saying that we don't look at it that way, but I am saying that we we see this happen a lot of times with couples that get married, maybe in later stages than we got married. So mm-hmm. when you and I got married, we were early 20s. I was, tw- you know, we're 20, basically 20 and 21. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really have much to lose. <laughs> like I had, I felt like a young man had dated, we had dated for four years. I knew you were the woman for me. I felt like I had everything to gain and everything I lost, I wanted to lose. I wanted to lose the temptation. I wanted to lose the, the, the lack of being married to you. I wanted to gain a wife. I wanted to lose my singleness. I wanted to gain my husbandness. But if, if you got married young, like later in life, or maybe even after a previous marriage or relationship, you have a lot of stuff that you're bringing to the table. And some of that is lost. And I think that's a very beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And that's and our our hope here is to embrace that reality, not not uh, not uh, reject it or try to go around it, but instead to go through it and right. say, yes, some of my individuality is lost. Is some of my identity lost? Yes, yes, some of it's lost because you're no longer a single person. Now you're now a married person. You're no longer a single man. You're now a married man. You can't act as right. a single man. Same goes for wives. Well, and I think we can look at scripture and kind of parallel this in uh, this idea of losing or gaining. Um, Second Corinthians five seventeen, Paul says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away; behold, the new has come." Uh, so he's talking about the ministry of reconciliation. Um, all of this is from God who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. I think there's a parallel to be drawn, uh, in first Corinthians five seventeen. sorry, second Corinthians five seventeen. when Paul writes, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So just a basic comparison of former things and new things, right? Former things and current things. Right. So f- well, Paul's talking about the the ministry of reconciliation between the church and Christ, right? And that you're making a, uh, uh, a you're drawing a parallel, and I think it's appropriate. It's biblical to an extent. To an extent that there is a sense in which, just as we were an old, we were dead in our sin, and now we're alive in Christ because of the ministry of reconciliation of Christ on the cross, resurrected, bringing believers to life. Right, the old has passed away; the new has come. In a similar way husband and wife in marriage mm-hmm. they are reconciled together not, not not that they were estranged but they are being brought together in a brand new thing mm-hmm. is happening a death a death of sorts is happening um in that the, the death to your old self is happening which and is now you're being alive a, a new creation a new creation you're being made alive in a new way to one another right, right? that's what you're right. saying yes. okay so it, paul's not talking about marriage in first and second Corinthians five no. seventeen. but when we talk about the mystery that is between christ and his church we can make those those comparisons mm-hmm. i think appropriately without overreaching right between a husband and a wife and this idea of you know when we get married we are taking on a new identity and that we are not our own anymore mm. we are not uh in first corinthians uh, 7 4 
Paul is talking, he's yeah. talking about the principles of marriage in that chapter. Um, mm. Verse three, the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife and likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband, likewise the, likewise, the husband does not have authority right. over his own body, but the wife. So we can draw yeah. this conclusion that we are now a new creation, a new identity as two as one. Uh, and that identity takes on the idea that I am not my own. That's it anymore. That's just it right there. And, it, and it's not that people will read this and depending on what angle you're coming at or how, you know, what you had for breakfast that morning, you'll read this and say, what do you mean? My, I don't have authority over my own body. Like that is such a hot topic yeah. in our culture. Wow. And what Paul is not, it's not about, it's not about losing authority. It's, it's not about losing authority. It's about the, the fact that it's no longer yours to, to be had. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you have given yourself to one another. Mm-hmm. This covenant of marriage is a, is a, is a, in a lot of ways, it's an unconditional giving of one another. And so it's that he's talking well, about it's a reflection of, of Christ in the church, right? True. Yes. And, so, and he, Paul makes that, that parallel very clearly in Ephesians five, which we will talk about at right. length next week and the week following also later on in this episode. So I think it's safe to say that there are things that we lose right? I, when we get married, my, there's things that we keep and gain. So I have not lost my identity in Christ when we get married, right? These are obvious things. I am still a Christian. I am one soul accountable to God for the way that I live based on the gospel, what I believe and the decisions I make. So I am still accountable for my soul. However, I am no longer single Selena Romento or just Selena. I am now Selena Frederick. That is a collective term now. I am a child of God first and foremost. That identity doesn't change. But instead of being Selena, daughter to, you know, Satin Judy, I am now wife to Ryan. So we see these right. these primary roles are being shifted. I am no longer daughter or sister, uh, as I am more so wife and mother. Mm. That's well said. I, I would say there's some cultural nuance to be had in here because sure. they're, they're, uh, the nuclear home is a very beautiful thing, right? A husband, wife, children, you know, the independence and the autonomy therein. That's great. However, I think culturally we've lost, we've lost much of the biblical sense of family and that the multi-generational piece still needs to be a big part of your family. Now, there are, in-law boundaries are real. Uh, I get all that. But we have this sense that, listen, they're in or they're out, we're in. And that is true in a, in a sense. That's why the nuance is so important. Is, but we, you are no longer primarily Satin Judy's daughter. You are now primarily Ryan's wife. Right. If that makes sense. Yep. But you're still a daughter. And that's, that's important. That's an important aspect of your identity. Uh, but it's just not as primary. And I hope. You said that. I just want to. I want to tease that out a little bit. So it was crystal no, clear. No, I think that's we are for, we're four multi generational families. I think that's important. And honoring, yeah, grandparents in this equation and having them apart, yeah. going through the effort of having people apart mm. of things. Yeah, uh, that's huge. So, one of the things that we, um, I don't know if, if it's time to talk about this, but I, I, an analogy of this is like when you have a Facebook profile. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we have a lot of folks that that follow us and it'll be like Tom and Tom and Jan, Jan, you know, Tom and Jan Smith, uh, liked fierce marriage, you know, the page or whatever. And it's clearly, you know, it's, it's a couple, they have a shared profile and there's a lot of, they can get a, I think they get a hard time about having a shared profile. I personally don't have any problem with it. I think do it. You do you like social media as well. Well, I saw it as more of a deterrent for other people 
Like, right. hey, they're married. Like, if you're thinking anything, don't think those things and go away. <laughs> that's kind how of thing. you thought. Yeah, I never uh, thought that way. That's funny. And well, and that's why I have a picture of you and I. It's never oh, just yeah. a picture of me. I see it as a most likely a wife who's on social media and her husband's not, and she is out there representing their family. I see that too, for sure. And she's the she's a representative yeah. for the family, and she happens to be the one that's responding to messages and right. liking posts and right. interacting. And the husband is just along for the ride, and he probably doesn't care. He's in the garage, <laughs> you know, fixing the lawnmower or whatever. There's a lot. <laughs> okay. I'm Look. just, you know, I'm, no, I know. I'm broad stroking here. But, <laughs> Genesis 2.24, I think, just encapsulates this idea that we were just talking about uh, briefly of how the roles kind of change and how our primary roles when we get married take on this new identity. So we now have, uh, it just says, therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So yeah. once again, the Bible says it perfectly. <laughs> yep. So if we are subscribing to that idea, we are in agreement with that. We are saying yes and amen. Okay, but what does this mean for I know that I'm going to have to give up stuff. Like when, when we first got married, I think the things that we gave up, um, were a lot more blatantly selfish, right? Like I'm giving up my pride to be able to communicate better with you. I, that's still a hard thing I think for us, or I'm giving up, um, what, well, my I, I, own bathroom t- to share a bathroom with you. <laughs> time with friends. Time with friends. We're yeah. giving up kind of our financial autonomy and that I can just do what I want with whatever disposable income anyone. that we have. Yeah, there's no like bigger plan for two of us. It's just kind of me and I make the plans for myself. Mm-hmm. Hopefully as a believer and Christian after God, you know, and so. Well, as a husband, and I'll just, I'll jump in because as a husband now, the consideration is not just do I provide for myself, but now I have to provide. I'm on the hook now to right. provide for another human being right in a way that you're not on the hook right and that's where we get into headship a little bit next week but i now have to think about the decisions i make not just for what i want to do or how i want to live my life but now how can i allow my wife to flourish as a fruitful vine that's psalm 128 so that she can be radiant and i can wash her with the word And that's again we're getting ahead of ourselves the point is i give up that autonomy right and paul talks about this he says if you can Stay single so that you can go and be a more effective minister of the gospel. But if you're called to marriage, that is still a good thing. Do that thing now. Right. But know that you're not a single man. Right. You can't do what single men do. And that that's what we're talking about, giving things up. Um, and it's interesting. So we look at Ephesians 5, right? Mm-hmm. The whole marriage marriage passage <laughs> of, um, I mean, I mean, he talk, he begins with walk in love. I just love that. He's right. talking about what it means to love and be an imitator and child of God, uh, and how God Christ loved us, gave himself up for us as mm-hmm. a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That's verse two, um, talks about sexual immorality, but then we get into wives and husbands, verse 22, um, wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is mm-hmm. the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Mm-hmm. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and wow. gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or anything, any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Um, yeah. And then, it, it, I don't know how far we want to go into this, but the whole idea here about um, husbands loving their wives and the, the, the idea of giving oneself up, I'm sorry, I got a little lost, 
the husbands are to give themselves up. Wives are called to submit. Hmm. So what, what's the different call there? Why didn't, why didn't God say, give yourself up wife? (laughs) And Hmm. I think because, uh, for two reasons, submission is a giving up of self, uh, but the second reason, the the idea to submit is uh, a callback to Genesis three, where uh, the desire God says the desire to you Eve will be for your husband, but he will rule over you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's this uh, when sin broke everything. There's uh, this oh. coarse kind of sin broken desire that is saying, "Well, I could do it better than you. Let me just do it. I'm already on it. Like, can so- I just?" Yeah, that's good. There's two. That's the subtle version, I think. There's kind of two lines of, of reasoning here. And there's like the pre, there's the roles. Okay. What are you called to do within mm-hmm. the family construct, within the family institution, mm-hmm. husband and wife? That we see some of that in the garden pre fall. We see how the, it distorted, how the fall distorted those roles. We'll talk about that at length next. Um, but we also see now how we relate to one another. Okay. So roles. And I want, I want to make sure that you catch this roles have to do with what we're, the things we're doing, how we relate to one another has to do with the people we're becoming in within the marriage covenant. So that's what Paul's talking about here. He's talking about husbands love your wives. Why is he saying husbands love and wives respect? Well, you know that the whole like dichotomy, love and respect. I think it's because husbands are naturally good at respecting wives are naturally good at loving mm. and, but husbands have to work at loving because right. we don't naturally just come alongside other men like yeah. when other men are, are trying to commiserate and they've got they're going through problems it's almost like we just want to say hey do this man and you're fixed like quit being an idiot do the thing and fix the thing that's not empathetic love that's <laughs> wives don't usually respond well to wh- that <laughs> well, and women when they get together like they're very good at comforting one another like and going through hard things together and just yeah. saying, you know it's going to be okay and right. so they're naturally good at that they're not as good at respect right naturally and yeah, I think broadly. there's an innate. Yeah, I think there's an innate rub and to those to terms, with, and that has to do with how we interact with one another. So our identities now have to take into account the other. Well, I think that's why God, God called us to this. Is that's because, what I'm saying. The yes. husbands now love. You have to be the embodiment of love. He's comparing it to Christ as the embodiment of love. Husband, you be that for your wife. Die to yourself. Mm. Give yourself up for her. Go go down so the woman goes free. Like mm-hmm. like the man goes the down. man goes down so the so the woman goes free. In other words, you have to give yourself up. Wives, die to yourself in this way. Respect your husband. Submit to them. Res- submit to them, and that is mm. you know depending on our heart bent, that is nails on a chalkboard or a symphony of music. <laughs> it just depends on 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 where we're at and how we're we're submitting ourselves, right. man or woman, to the, the authority of Scripture right. and, and God's order. And that's that's challenging. And that's a challenging thing nowadays. And we're here to uh, to to be on that battlefront, right? And we yeah. will talk more about this next week. And we'll talk about how it is more complementary for us to lean into and be obedient to God's mm-hmm. word in these instances of loving and submitting. Um, and of course, there are caveats. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. being abused and you're you, that's called your, somebody's using your husband's using the word submission, and that's not what that the Bible means with that. So um, there's a whole that's a whole caveat. Get out of the situation, get safe. That's not what we're talking about. Hmm. Yeah. The, okay. Um, so we I think we've covered that. There's a sense that we're giving th- something up. Yes. That's that's worth giving up. It's worthwhile, but it's worth giving up in the marriage space. Um, now, who are we? Okay. So we're Ryan and Selena Frederick. We are a family. We are mm-hmm. the Fredericks. 
Um, when I go out into the community, I'm talking to friends. In many ways, I'm representing you. Same goes for you. When you're out in the community, you're representing me. You're representing us. You're representing mm-hmm. our household. So the question I want to ask now is, yes, we represent one another, but does that mean all of our individuality is laid to waste? Right. Because obviously the Lord brought us together, right? And there's this idea of being complementary to each other. So when you and I got married, you know, our family of origin played, I think, bigger roles in kind of the the hills we were willing to die on, the battles we were willing to engage in, because we'd come from two different backgrounds. We had two different influences. Hmm. Um, even our ethnicities, you know, there's something to consider. Yeah. Uh, Selena, you came from a Hawaiian like half am, your family is Hawaiian. I am half Hawaiian. My dad is full Hawaiian. Yes. Yes. And I Hawaii. came to love that side of your family. And it's, I, it's an, like we've been to Hawaii with the, with our daughters and it's amazing to see the, the culture that your, your grandparents were mm-hmm. born there and then they, they, um, they migrated. Uh, yeah. what's the word? I don't Their know, they just grandparents. Moved. Yeah. I came. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's part of you. And now, for years, we never even like acknowledged that out overtly, even though like we always lived in it, but it was just, it was just a part of our lives part, rather yeah. than like, Oh, you know what? This is an important, yeah. it's like when you have kids, you become more aware of the things you should probably teach them and show yeah. them and uh, consider. And it's not that we ignored it. It wasn't that like I lost my Hawaiian-ness, um, but Ryan actually like gained Hawaiian family, right? It's not something that I lose. It's just not, it's, yeah. it's not uh, more of something that identifies me more than me being a wife, I guess. Is and it's that... a, yeah, yeah, it absolutely. And it's a beautiful thing how then that that part of your identity now becomes part of our identity. Right. Now, like if you come over for, for dinner, we'd love to have you over, listeners, for dinner. <laughs> That's so fun. But there's a good chance that we might have something that you wouldn't have, you know, at, for, to, for, eat? for to eat. Yeah. Okay. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and what I mean by that is like we, we eat more rice than I think the average like American household eats. And that's okay. It's true. I, and you might say, <laughs> and you're probably, probably thinking true. like, no, and I'm like, I yeah. I grew up rice yeah. on rice, yeah. <laughs> and part of that, and that's just cultural and that's whatever. And I've, I've come to like, think that's normal, but my parents come over and they're like, rice again? <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> I don't, I'm putting words in their mouth. Uh-oh. They didn't say that. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that my dad thought. <laughs> I don't care. You, <laughs> okay. They can bring dinner if they, they want. They probably don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, retaining some of that is, becomes a beautiful part of our identity. Right. Well, yeah. because then you just then you're able to see how God is weaving your stories together, and how the history of your family, the history of my family, now comes together, and we're creating. He's allowing us to create this this our own story, right? Mm. With Him as the centerpiece. Um, Ryan has strengths and weaknesses. And I have strengths and weaknesses. And typically, my strengths are some of his weaknesses, even though he has no weaknesses. That's not true. Um, but really. his strengths are definitely my weaknesses. And yeah. we become complementary in that. And we are able to strengthen one another through those. Yeah. yeah. So I am grateful for this This whole coming together, two as one, this shared identity. is It is a bit of a battle. I think the battle changes uh, as we are married longer. Um, I think the, the individuality definitely fades because we start understanding the goodness and depth and beauty of this oneness of what God has mm. brought to us Yeah. in terms of we're both two becoming one. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm, I love the idea of like Ryan and Selena. I, I God has blown my mind through our marriage, through our children. Mm. Um, and when, you know, we again, we see this idea of head and helper. What does this look like? We're going to explore that in the next few weeks. But 
early on in our marriage when when I was when we're asked to give up something or resign something that we value that we want that's always been a part of us uh, in the name of oneness hmm. how do you how do we respond how should we respond as hmm. believers yeah well I we 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 can't do it from a place of um, from any other place other than love and sacrifice. Um, and, and again, we're talking about where the rubber meets the road when right. you don't want to do the thing. And now your marriage covenant is requiring it of you. Right. And, 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 and in the name of unity, in the name of peace, in the name of love, you have to die to yourself in some way. Right. Again, we see this war and, between the flesh and the yes. spirit. There's a spiritual warfare for our souls, right? And our response comes back around mm-hmm. to whether or not we are resigned to God's design mm-hmm. in, in marriage and saying like, okay, I'm going to trust Lord that you're calling me to be a, a head of our household. Now, this is how we have to be so careful is that it's not, it's, there's an authority piece to it, but that's not primarily it. It is a sense of I'm to die to myself. That is my primary job as a husband is to sacrifice, to, to give and love sacrificially. I'm leading from the bottom up. Like Christ leads. Mm. Christ was, was, he, he did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped. He, he humbled himself to death, even death on a cross, a humiliating death. Okay, that is what God is calling husbands into. When you ask this question, what is our response to being asked to give up or resign something? If I don't trust God's design, then I'm going to be at the end of myself, and I'm going to be fighting tooth and nail and you're going to be wondering, why doesn't my husband love me mm-hmm. when he's not, he's not willing to love me in this way. And I'm thinking, well, why aren't you respecting me when I'm, when I'm not, you know why what I mean? When I'm not submitting, submitting to myself to God's design. Right. Um, anyway, it, it really, our response is going to be dictated by the episode we just recorded mm-hmm. and, and looking at and God's design and seeing the identity of marriage itself as a good and beautiful thing that we need to submit to. Right. So as believers, our response like you said, is being one of obedience to God's authority. Hmm. Death, this death to self, that is the life of a believer. Uh, with a Christian couple being married, there is a calling, a death to ourselves, our own desires, death to an individual desire in order for the collective family to thrive. So yeah. we're almost to this part of what do we gain? Like we mm-hmm. talked about different seasons being uh, different asks, right? Different deaths, I think, yeah. in those seasons. Um, wives submitting to husbands, um, you know, trusting i'm not just i'm yeah. i'm not submitting i feel like there's your heart has to be in that you can't just be like well i guess i'll just give up again and he gets his way that's well, it not submission of, it becomes a form of usurping right at that point yeah. yeah the usurping versus submission and so submission is requiring a heart change submission is requiring um an attitude, a perspective change, but all of that begins with the transformation of the heart. We need the Holy Spirit with us producing what only he can produce in us. And so submission is, it's, it's not listed as a fruit of the spirit. (laughs) Part of me is like, I feel like it's kind of an outcome though of God being at work in you. So what are we gaining when we give up? What, what is Ryan gaining when he gives up himself for me? What am I gaining when I submit my desires or things that I think I should have. What are we gaining? What did Christ, I mean, Christ gained salvation and eternity for mm. us. Wow. We, well, yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, the first thing that we gain when we give ourselves up for one another and we, we join as one flesh is that we're fully known, fully loved. 
by another human being. And we talked about this a little bit, how it's a, it's a dim reflection, a shadow of the mm. gospel and that I can be fully known to you and, and trust that you'll fully love me mm-hmm. and you can do the same. You can be fully known out, trust that I'll fully love you. But not only that, I now have freedom to fully love you mm-hmm. in a way that I didn't have before. I'm giving myself up. Do you know how, you know how freeing that is mm. to, to just let go of trying to get what you want from this life? Even like when I, when I say that, I don't mean stop being ambitious. Don't stop working hard. I'm saying that when we stop sacrificing to the wrong idols, Hmm. how that frees us up now to, to live unto God's glory and the freedom that he's given us to live in. Mm -hmm. Now, and you'll know, husband, wife, you know that when you've been holding out and you've been living selfishly in this area Mm -hmm. and you need to resign that to God Mm -hmm. so that you can now love your spouse better. And that's such a freeing thing to be able to fully love without without reservation, uh, your spouse. That's the first thing I think you gain right. when you give this, when you give yourselves into this, give yourselves over rather right. to God's design. Uh, the second thing is intimacy with transparency. So not mm. just sexual intimacy, right? Uh, but also emotional intimacy, yeah. spiritual intimacy. I think we talked about that in a whole yeah. episode, but there, I, I, there's no one else I'm as transparent with as I am with Ryan. And same, so same. The, our, our depth of transparency or our ability to be transparent is the level of intimacy that we will have. Yeah. So again, this is marriage was created for a certain level of intimacy and transparent, but it requires transparency. Yeah. Um, I, 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 one thing that I want to add that we're gaining too is the joy of I kind of mentioned it, like giving yourself and loving fully, mm-hmm. but it's the joy of seeing your spouse respond to being loved, right? Right. So again, when you make that decision to not be selfish, but to instead be generous and to give over um, to your spouse, I think that's a beautiful thing. You get a lot of joy from that personally. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that multiplies the joy in your marriage. That generous love has a multiplying effect. We've said yes. it a lot yes. um, within marriage. Um, this one I love too is your unity in your desires. Mm-hmm. So as we were kind of brainstorming, we're thinking, Selena asked, is like, what, what, what is hard for you to give up individually for the good of our marriage? And I just, I thought about it for like five seconds and I was like, well, it's really hard because everything that I want, like, is he, you want, we are in unity right. on that. Right. Like it, it would be You're such not a, chasing some other desire that I'm like, why are you chasing this? But that wasn't always the case. Yes. No, not always the case. Um, one clear example, um, of how we didn't have unity in our desires, um, I don't mean to, I don't want to point just at you, but like you, when we've had our first daughter, you were still steeped in, um, you My were used career. to being a equestrian photographer. So you were going to different events, <laughs> going around taking pictures of these really, really fancy horses, like Olympic level horses. Um, and you, you did not want to give that up. And I, as a husband, I'm thinking this kind of needs to go because it's like, it's costing our family a lot, but I also didn't want to just dictate that. Right. Yeah, it was hard. You you knew you couldn't just heap that on because I'm already in this fragile state of new motherhood thinking, yeah. I'm not going to give myself up. I will keep this desire and I will keep my career Some, in the name mom. of, and like God's like, yeah. just, he gave me Della who needed and wanted me and probably will to the day she, or till I die, we'll say that. She's just, she's just wired this way. Right. She wants her mom. She wants her parents. She wants her family. And that. God used that desire in her to basically break the desire for me to be out on my own, away from my family, 
um, doing something that really wasn't even beneficial financially mm. for our family. It was not beneficial in any way, except for yeah. my own desire to take pictures and watch pretty horses, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it was more than that, but okay. <laughs> and so I, I try not to, <laughs> I try not to, you know, throw that in your face or be like, told you so, but instead just like praying, God, please like bring us to a place of unity. Mm. Help me to love her well. I don't want to just, like if it came down to it, yeah, we would have big fights and I, and it, and I would probably um, be more heavy handed than I should have been in terms of like, you know, this needs to stop, that sort of thing. But we got to a place of unity. Um, for me, like I used to travel a lot more. I think before before our, our daughter was born, our first daughter, I climbed Rainier, Mount Rainier twice, which is the second highest peak in the U.S. I would, I be still in California, I'd fly up to do that. I went to, I, I traveled all of Central America, like by bus um, with Jeff, remember that? Mm-hmm. Um and I would love to do like adventures. I'd go to New York City and uh, we had a watch brand. Um, we still have it. Um, it's called Crux Watches. We don't sell watches, but it's there. <laughs> um, it's just an ongoing joke of ours. Um, we sell them, but people don't buy them. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I think they're beautiful. But when we were planning that stage or that in the planning stage of that, I went to New York for a week. Remember that? And I just yeah. was like planning and like Im- imbibing like the city. <laughs> the idea of him being gone for a week. I'm like, huh? No, same <laughs> here. Like fuse is blown. I we, can't even comprehend it. I sit on a board for a nonprofit and we had a, a board retreat scheduled for a couple of weeks ago and it got canceled because of all the forest fires in, in the Northwest here. And I was a, a sigh of relief. I was like, I do not want to leave my family. I want to be with my family. But that was, that's, that's a night and day change from right. Years Our ago. desires yeah. have definitely, and it has not been without struggle. We have had, huge amounts of struggle and I think this is probably where it does fall for most couples is we're all we have these different desires they're individual Mm. desires and they're not beneficial mutually beneficial for our marriage uh first and our family and so um at that expense they're gonna have to get chopped or at least put on the chopping block but in order to gain intimacy with transparency to be fully known and fully loved to experience God's abundancy in our hearts in our lives in those places that Mm. we are insecure and not confident in who God has created us to be. Like, I don't know any, there's no one else that has encouraged me as Ryan has to step into the roles of motherhood, of being a wife, of writing and doing all of these things. Writing. Writing. Right. Yeah. Not writing like horses. He doesn't want me to do that. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Yeah. You said that to me many times. (laughs) So there's, there's no one else that has, encouraged me or spurred me on in the things of God, uh, as my husband has, and it wouldn't be without, I couldn't have done this. We could not be here without death along the way of some mm. of those desires in the name of oneness, in the name of a shared identity, um, to becoming one yeah. flesh. And it's not a death to itself, but a death unto life. Yes. Yeah. And Amen. that new creation. Yeah. And that's only possible when we, when we look to Christ and submit our, our mm. vision of marriage to, over to him and then submit ourselves to one another and loving Amen. one another sacrificially. That's such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. So like, I think the encouragement here is press into your, your, your marriage identity, like your couple's identity, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a weird way to put it. But like, who are you as a couple? What is your mission? We, we, we really encourage couples to live on mission. So much of that has to do with your response to the gospel and how mm-hmm. he's calling you to, 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 be complicit in the great commission, mm. right? And to make disciples and to go and to tell, to preach the gospel in the various capacities that mm. he's calling you to do that. Amen. So press into that. That's a wonderful, beautiful thing. One of the things, my favorite things is to talk to couples 
in the conferences or the Zoom calls or online to and just to be reminded that our God is at work in the various contexts of the multi, like the very diverse couples that have come to be a part of the fierce marriage community. Mm -hmm. And I'm just blown away and I'm humbled to uh, just be one co-laborer alongside my wife, but us alongside other couples in the work of Christ. Mm. What's the couples conversation challenge? So this next week, um, take some time and see if there are any areas in your marriage where you're not living out fully two as one. Uh, but rather kind of one for itself. Mm. And you'll know this. I think it's probably pretty clear if you can't think of one already or two or three. Mm. Um, But what are the areas in your marriage where you are having a division in those desires um, that you know you need to bring to one another and talk about what does it look like giving this up um, in order for us to experience greater unity, more abundancy in our marriage. Abundance. Uh, Abundance. <laughs> I like to make up words for you're, things. You're like Shakespeare, you're a genius. <laughs> uh, all right, that's that's awesome. That's a great challenge. Um, next week, we're talking about roles. We're starting the two-week roles kind of back-to-back series, husbands and then wives, heads and helpers. Uh, you, you, we're going to do our very best to treat it biblically and without, without letting our own desires, good or bad, bleed into it. But really just what does the Bible say about these two things? Mm. And our prayer is that um, it can help us to live more faithfully according to God's God's ident- identity that he's placed into marriage and into us as husbands and wives. So let me pray this out. All right. Lord, I thank you for the gift of marriage, the um, the blessing it is to just to see you work um, through it mm. and um, through, uh, through the lives of these husbands and these wives listening to this. Lord, I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you bless them with the sweet resignation um, to, to into your design and mm. in that, that they would flourish, that they would learn to love their wives. Husbands love their wives, wives to love and respect their husbands in ways that they never thought they could because Lord, you have enabled it and you have allowed it and you have uh, allowed them to bear fruit in that regard. Lord, I pray for the husbands and wives who are struggling. Their marriage is struggling. I pray that you would bolster their confidence, give them strength, give them joy, um, help them make peace and reconcile, help them um, to get through to their spouse. And Lord, I pray that you would repair marriages and restore them all for their, all for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. As a reminder, um, gospelcenteredmarriage.com is there for you. Um, if that is something you would like to um, take us up on, please check out gospelcenteredmarriage.com. Also, patreon.com slash fierce marriage is where you go if you want to partner with us. With all that said, this episode of the Fierce Marriage Podcast is in the can. And we'll see you again in about seven days. Until then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.